world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. You know, Betty got me some wireless earbuds. Uh, these things I'm wearing around my ear, I keep sitting, the cord goes down back, keeps getting caught on my chair, keeps pulling it out. I got to talk to Jared about how I take wireless earbuds and connect it here at Coach Dave Live. I got to get rid of these things. Although these are a lot better because I, I can hear you. So um, coach me up there, Jared, on what I need to do on that. Hey, National Day of Prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm going to make a confession here. Michelle said that to me just before I came down the steps. She says, honey, you know, it's National Day of Prayer. And I didn't feel good about it. Can I can I just be honest with you? I didn't feel good about it. First of all, I haven't been hearing much about it. And second of all, are you ready? That's all the church thinks it has to do. I'm just going to show up on National Day of Prayer, and we'll we'll say a prayer and see you next May. See you next May. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not, if we can come together for National Day of Prayer, if congregations all across America can come together for a National Day of Prayer, uh, by the way, what would be the common prayer that they are saying? Because the Bible says that where two or more agree as touching any one thing, he, he's, he's right there with you. So if you get 5 million people praying on National Day of Prayer, what, what are you praying for? And I was struck as I walked down, just before I walked down the, Michelle's out there doing some messing around over in my multi-million dollar studio. She has a super uh, electronic key that gets her in here. Um, just as I was getting ready to come down the steps, Michelle read, she yelled something to me out over, over, over my shoulder. Here's what she yelled out to me. And I said, Lord, where is that? She yelled out, delight yourself on the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of thine heart. She yelled that as I was going down the steps. And I kind of stopped for a second. So this is how the Holy Spirit works in our family. And I kind of stopped for a second because every time I come down those, those uh, like Donald Trump stairs into my multi-million dollar, my fact, it's $100 million studio through inflation now, I, I understand. As I was coming down those steps, <clears throat> I kind of froze. Words mean things, don't they? Words mean things. Scripture says, Psalm 37, meeting pulled up there, Spence, real quick. It's a great psalm, by the way. Really, really good. It's a long one. It's really good. <clears throat> Uh, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Two things I see right there. First of all, don't worry about them. And secondly, don't don't wish to be like them. I have, I have to confess, sometimes I wish to be like them. I don't wish to be like the evildoers. I, I never wish to do that. I always wish, when I see somebody with an opportunity to really stand up and speak up, I get envious. Can I? Is it okay? Is it safe to say that? Am I being? Can you guys swallow that about me? I say, Lord, I wish that was me. Lord, give me that platform. That, that's not that. Not that everybody would know my name, and not that they would. 
that I'd be some, I just, Lord, let, let me get up. I'll tell him the truth. Give me that opportunity, Lord. Fret not yourself because of the evil doers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Don't desire to have what they have. Huh? Don't desire to have that. Don't want to be like, please don't, don't, you don't want to be like Beyonce. Huh? You don't want to be, you don't want to be like LeBron James. Come on, you don't. No, you don't. Why? Because this soon going to be cut down like grass and they're going to wither like a green herb. Who is evildoers? <clears throat> they are. Trust in the Lord and do good. What? Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. If you want, trust in the Lord and do good. Do we teach that, Jeff? Are we teaching that in our schools? Are we are we teaching that that little that little nugget of truth right there on National Prayer Day, National Day of Prayer? Are we teaching that? Trust in the Lord and do good. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Here's where I'm heading. And he shall give thee the desires of your heart. And so when Michelle shouted that to me as I was getting ready to go down the escalator, we're having an escalator built down my studio. <clears throat> I froze. Because there's another one of those scriptures that we take the wrong way. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Folks, are you looking at me? That doesn't mean he gives you what you want. He puts in your heart the desire. He gives you the desire. He gives you the desire to help people. He gives you the desire to live righteously. He gives you the desire to not sin. He doesn't give you everything that you desire in your heart. He says he will give you the desires of your heart. He will focus you on what is important. If you delight yourself in the Lord, if you get up every day and you want to serve the Lord, you want to be a witness for Christ, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. He's going to show you where to go, what to say, and who to visit, right? You commit your ways unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he's going to bring it to pass. What? He's going to give you the desires of your heart. Because if he gave me the desires of my heart, the desires of my heart would be, Lord, put as much food in front of me as I want. and Let me eat every bit of it and don't ever let me get fat. That would be the desire of my heart. Would anybody say that with, with me? Huh? Yeah, that would be the desire of my heart. Lord, don't, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I want the desire of my heart to be a burden. The desire of your heart should be a burden. The people around you that see that they're lost, the people around you that you see are so out of whack, the country that is that is just crumbling. That's the desire. I get up every morning. That's the desire of my heart. Not more stuff for me. But see, that's that name. That's one of the name it, claim it verses right there. That's the heart of name it, claim it. Yeah, commit your way unto the Lord and trust in him also, and he's going to bring it to pass, and he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and the judgment as the noonday. Hey, folks, I'm going to tell you something. That, that, that desire for righteousness, that's, not, that's a supernatural thing. That's not naturally in your heart, friends. That isn't naturally in your heart. That is a gift from God. What? Yes, that's a gift from God. He brings forth the righteousness as the light, and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Don't fret. Fret not yourself because of him who prospereth in his way. Don't get jealous of the guys got everything good going for him. Why? Because of the man who bridges, bringeth wickedness devices to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any way to do evil. 
for evildoers shall be cut off. Oh, here it comes again. But those that wait upon the Lord. Not sit on a bus stop. Not sit in your house and wait for him to show up. Wait on him. Serve him. Actively get engaged in engaging the desire of your heart that he gave you. Follow through and do it because to obey is better than to sacrifice. Lord, give me the hard thing to do. Lord, don't give me that little easy thing. Hey, Lord, please, don't give me some little easy thing that, that Randy could do. Don't give me some... Don't give me some little thing that Craig can do. Lord, give me the hard thing. Let me do that hard thing, Lord. Give it to me. Trust me to do that, Lord. Trust me to do it. Because if I do that, Lord, we'll inherit the earth. That's what it says. Those who wait upon the Lord are going to inherit the earth. Folks, I hate to tell you this. How do you inherit the earth if you're raptured? Just throwing that out there. For yet in a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Who shall not be? Here in a little while, who shall not be? The, the righteous are going to be out of here? Is that what it says? No, it says here in a little while, the wicked shall not be. Yep, they shall not be. They shall diligently consider his place and it shall not be. But the meek, those who are self-controlled, that's what that's the picture of meek. It's a wild stallion bridled. The wild stallion bridled Christian are going to inherit the earth shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And all you got to do is look at Washington, D.C., and you see that the wicked plot against the just. And it gnashes upon him with their teeth. They lock him up in J6. They send 187,000 IRS agents after him. They invade the schools. Tell the little children to cut off their appendages. The Lord's going to laugh at them. Can you imagine what it sounds like when the Lord laughs? Uh, can you imagine it? And this just saying, ha, 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 that's funny. No, that's not the kind of laugh he's going to do. It's not, it's not going to be a belly roller. <laughs> he ain't going to be sitting over there laughing. No, 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 no. No, because he sees that his day is coming. <clears throat> the wicked have drawn out the sword, and they have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. <clears throat> they're trying to throw uh, people who rescue children in abortion clinics, they're trying to throw them in jail. See that? They want to slay such as be of upright conversation. But their sword shall shut it into their own heart. How many believe this? Or is this just some, was David drunk one night and wrote this song? Was he, was he drunk? David having a dream? See, their sword's going to enter their own heart. And their bows... They're going to be broken, David said. A little that a righteous man has. Oh, my goodness. That's far better than the riches of the wicked. Many wicked. You know why? Because the arms of the wicked are going to be broken. (laughs) You believe that? I believe that. I believe that. See, the Lord has to do it so we all can see it. We have to be able to see it. So everybody sees the glorious, powerful judgment of the Lord. We're all going to see this, folks. Because the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knows, knows the day of the upright. And their inheritance is going to last forever. Boom. They shall not be ashamed in this evil time. Do you hear me, Myra? 
If you're ashamed in this evil time, if you're off hiding your faith in a, under a bushel, if you're hiding your light, uh, you're not going to be ashamed in this time. And in the days of famine, they're going to be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be the fat as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke. Shall they consume? I thought God loved everybody. It says here he's got enemies. Wicked government borrows and they don't pay back. But the righteous show mercy and they give. It's thought of you, Betty. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. Who? Those who, folks, oh my God, I could, here's where I get myself in trouble. For a guy that exudes confidence, sometimes I'm not real confident in the word because I know somebody can what's the word they say exegese it exegete somebody else can dive into the word and prove me wrong that makes me nervous I've often often told people this the guy with the biggest bible verse wins I don't care what the verse is I'm telling look I'm just telling you the truth I can find any Bible verse to support my position. Somebody say amen. If I'm looking for amen. Rapture, if I'm looking for a rapture, I can find one. I can find one. But if I'm not looking for one, I don't know if I can. But I know this. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. I, uh, I may have this wrong. I ain't leaving. I ain't leaving. Somebody's leaving. It ain't me. <laughs> it ain't me. And they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. Look at this. Here's my life verse. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Ordered. 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 What? Oh, yeah. That word order means Ordered can mean different things. Ordered means like you order a pizza, meaning when you get there, it's ready. Things are in order, meaning it happens A, B, C, D. Steps of a good man are ordered. They're out there waiting for him. They're A, B, C, D, and they are commanded. They're commanded. They're ordered. Military guys give orders. So the steps of a good man are ordered. By the way, they fit. I was ordered yesterday to go to Goodwill to get a jacket with cigarettes in the pocket and a lighter. Those steps were ordered by me. It was waiting on me when I got there. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, directed, sequential, in line with his perfect will, waiting for you when you get there. When the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, you delight in your way. Though he fall, though I fall down, he shall not be utterly cut down for the Lord will lift him back up. And I've been young, and now I'm getting old. And I ain't never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is merciful and lendeth. 
and his seed is blessed. Who? The righteous man. The righteous man. Quit being so stingy out there. Hey, sorry. I'm sorry. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Now, your seed could be money. That's what they taught us in the name it, claim it thing, right? Your seed is money. And it is, and it can be. But I have seed. I have Zach and Abby and Maggie. I have seed. You know, we went, uh, took a, we went on a vacation the last couple of days. Not a vacation, we just a, a night getaway. And I had all my grandchildren, not all of them, Zach, Zach wasn't there. But we had, I had eight of my grandchildren sitting around the table eating uh, a little snack. And I said, you know something? Here's the amazing thing. And here are these little nippers, you know, from, from two years old on, on up, just sitting there looking at Grampy. And I said, you know what? You're all Dobbenmeyers. And they looked at me. And Macy said, I'm a crush up. I said, no, no. That's your daddy's name. But you're my grandchildren. You're a Dobbenmeyer. Your mommy is a Dobbenmeyer. Her name used to be Dobbenmeyer. And you are a Dobbenmeyer. You're a Dobbenmeyer, Cressa. You're a Dobbenmeyer, Ingeman. You're part of your mommy and you're part of your daddy. But my blood flows in through you, Dobbenmeyer. You're Macy Dobbenmeyer Cressup. It was like whoosh went over their faces. They lit up. Wow. Why? Because my seed is blessed. Why? Because my steps are ordered by the Lord. Why? Because I delight myself in the Lord. And he gives me the desires of my heart. You guys, you see, do you get this? Do we get this? This is so basic and so simple. And we miss it and we don't understand. And we, and we grumble and we complain when we see, we see the unrighteous prophet. It makes us upset. Why him, Lord? Why the hell you let him? Well, did I, don't worry about him. He's going to be cut off, dude. He ain't going to be around very long. He ain't going to be around very long. Because why? Because the righteous are going to inherit the land. I thought we were leaving here. It says here I'm going to inherit the land. And how long am I going to dwell there, Betty? The righteous shall inherit the land. And how long am I going to be there? Two words right at the end. For forever. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't see the rapture there. If there's one, I'm gone. The mouth of the righteous shall speak wisdom, and his tongue shall talk of judgment. They've told you in church, who are you to judge? They've taught you that in church. Now, brother, don't be so judgmental. What? What? What's it say? The mouth of the righteous speak wisdom, and his tongue speaketh of judgment. I'm sorry, I'm the law of his God, oh my goodness, the law of my God is in my heart. And I ain't going to slip and fall. And the wicked watch the righteous. And clay, they seek to slay me. 
Who does? The wicked. Yeah, they want to lock Bill Dunphy up in jail for 20 years. See, they don't have to kill you to slay you, do they? But the Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is just. Wow. In fact, judgment by unrighteous government is advancement in the kingdom of God. Suck on that one a while, baby. Suck on that one a while. Yes or no? Do we honor martyrs? Do we honor heroes who laid down their lives that others might live? Do we do that? You mean the Lord's going to get you in a situation where all hell's going to break loose around you and you're going to stand like a like an oak against it and the Lord's not going to honor you for that? Are you kidding me? Oh, my goodness. Talk about an award assembly. An award assembly on Judgment Day, that great Judgment Day. Wait on the Lord. Remember, wait doesn't mean sit here. Serve him. Serve the Lord. And keep his way. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to exalt you to get raptured out of here. See what it says, Betty? Randall, is that what it says? Wait on the Lord, keep his way, and you'll soon be raptured out of here. No. Is, is God confused? Now listen, you can go you can go plot your verses and you can you can counter this. I understand. Yeah, my coach it says here and it says here in Judges and the coach it says here in Samuel. Coach it says here in Thessalonians. Okay. So the Lord's confused. He's confused. Wait on the Lord, keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off. And what? You're gonna see it, it says. Well, this is a different gospel, isn't it? Wait on the Lord, keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off. And you're going to watch it, baby. You're going to see it happen. I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away. Who knew it? The wicked. And lo, he was not. Yeah, but I looked for him. I couldn't find him. Ooh, wicked man. Oh, but that perfect man. And behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors, <laughs> they're going to be destroyed. You're going to see it, son. And the end of the wicked is going to be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. Is their strength in time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust him. Wow, huh? Wow. All of that from my wife yelling something at me as I was going down the steps. You got to check your heart. I was thinking last night, I was reading, I was reading some, I can't remember what I was doing. I'm, I don't like it. I was doing something. Mowed all day. I, I was mowed all day. I got a flat tire. Oh, Lord. I said, Lord, a mower, a multi-million dollar mower gets a flat tire. Boy, there's a story there. And no matter how much your mower's worth, how good the blades are and how fast it goes if the tire's flat. 
but I took it over and they fixed it for me about 30 months. They didn't fix it. They gave me a new one, 150 bucks. 150 bucks for a motor tire. But I've, I, I got it done. So any, anyway, I was, I was sitting, I was thinking, as the Bible is so amazing. How could somebody, how could some man have written this? How could some man have written what we just read with the power? Do you guys feel the power that comes off that word? Do you feel that power that comes off of that word? How could some man have written that? Not only that, a bunch of different men have done that. When that word is read, the power comes forth and the anointing comes off of it. Wow, 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 wow. I don't know who God is or what he is. or I don't know what form he takes. I know there is one. And I know, I know that there's a good God and there's a bad devil, as my grandson says. Devil's bad, Grampy. I say, not to him. No chit. Devil's bad. God's good. We've got good if we got that straight. Pull up John Bevere real quick. I want to play this real quick. National Day of Prayer. That's where I got started with it. National Day of Prayer. Ah! Ah! It's all for show. I don't care if you're going to one. I hope you do. It's all for show. It's all for show. Hey, the pastors might come out and come out of hiding on National Day of Prayer. They may come out of hiding and actually stand up publicly and pray. Woohoo! There's Pastor Tony from the Church of Christ. Oh, uh, Pastor Tony! Uh, your turn, Pastor Tony! Hey, Pastor Tony, we need a school board meeting. I can't, brother. I don't mix politics and religion. We don't. We're just going to pray here in our prayer closets. And then we'll step back. Um, I got, I'm in a rare mood today. I saw this clip on John Bevere today and it hit home. Go ahead and play it. Here's our problem. Show people the benefit of obeying God in America to get them to obey. That's a real sad, that's a real sad story. You ever wonder why 40 million people have walked away? Could it be that we sell Jesus instead of preach him? Could we, could it be that we get people to try to join instead of repent? I don't know about you, but all over the New Testament it says the only way to turn to him is to repent. It's the first foundation. Repentance from dead works. You know, Lisa and I, I really love her. But, you know, if she said to me, you know, Tony was my high school boyfriend. I'd like a few nights a year in bed with him. Peter, I'd like about a week with him. But I, you'll be my favorite. I'll love you more than any of them. And I'll spend the majority, 90% of my time with you. I wouldn't have married her. And we think a bride, we think a groom, Jesus is coming back for a bride that says, let me just have this part of the world. Let me just have this. Let, let me entertain myself with what drove the nails through your hands. You almost have to show people. Wow, huh? Wow, that hit home. Hmm. I'm going to clean. I'm going to clean my soul today. It brings up another one. The church isn't the bride of Christ, folks, and it's preached by every pastor I know. Twice in the Book of Revelation, it says, "Come, I will show you the bride." Well, somebody can somebody find that for me real quick. It's in Revelation. I, I'm, my mind's my mind's not there. It says it twice. It says, "Come here, I'll show you the bride." Here, I'll show you the bride, folks. The church is not the bride of Christ, and yet they say that over and over and over. 
The church is the body of Christ. How can I be the body of Christ and the bride of Christ? And then the pastors will say, well, it's just kind of a mystery, coach, just a mystery. So here we are in the book of Revelation 21.9. Jesus shows up on the scene. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, come here, dude. Come here. I'm going to show you the bride. The lamb's wife. I need more than this. I need this one. Bring 21. Just bring 21 up. Come on, I'm going to show you the bride. Come on. Come over. Hey, everybody, anybody want to see the bride? Hey, out there. Hey, interested in seeing the bride of Christ? Huh? Spotless? No wrinkle? Huh? Anybody, want, anybody want to see? Come here. I'm going to show y'all. And he carried me away to the spirit on a high mountain and showed me a great city, the Holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like the stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as a crystal. There it is, folks. The new Jerusalem is the bride of Christ. There, there's the bride of Christ. See, God is going to, oh man, God is going to marry, Jesus is going to marry the new Jerusalem, and we are the children. We're the children of that union. Amen. It says it someplace else, 21. It says it in another place. Come here, I'll show you the bride. What, John Lyon? Is he lying? We're, we're thinking, look, sorry. Church ain't transgender. The body of Christ ain't transgender, folks. You can't be the body and the bride. At least I can't. Women, maybe they could, but I can't. And isn't it amazing? They call it the mother church. They've effeminized the church. Come on, there's someplace else that talks about the, uh, the bride. Come here, I'll show you twice. Does it twice? I don't. Anybody know where the other one is? I'm, I'm stepping on your theology this morning. Hmm? You say, well, coach, of course it's a bride of Christ. It talks about it in in uh, like a uh, God. He he, he uh, like a man. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Preparing a bride. I mean, preparing coming back for a spotless bride, one without spot or wrinkle. Coach, that's us. That's our Bible. Dude, read the, read, the, read the Bible, will you? Will you read the Bible? And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. Go back up there tonight because some of you still aren't convinced because Pastor Tony Bob told you that with the church is the bride of Christ. Wow. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Hey, dude, come here. I'm going to show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Now, is anybody confused of what he's getting ready to show us? <laughs> he's getting ready to show us the bride, the lamb's wife. Does he take and show us the church? Take you down there and show you the church? Is that what he does? No, he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. There's the bride. Oh, man. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. God, has it been that long? 31 minutes already? There's a real thick, thick, thick anointing on me. Keep going. Thanks, Chad. I will. Don't uh, stop. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Uh, look, folks, just, I, I just, Betty says Revelation 21 too. Does that, is that it also? Look at that, Revelation 21. It's doing there twice. 
And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the, for the first heaven and first earth was passed away and there was no more sea. And I saw John and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There it is. Betty, thank you, folks. I am so goosebumping right now. I can't even tell you. They have lied to us. The church is not the bride of Christ. Boom. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, that 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 all upset Pastor Billy Bob. Ask ask Pastor Billy Bob to explain that one. And Pastor Billy Bob is say, "Well, Coach Dave, it's just kind of a mystery. We don't know how it happens, but it does." Listen, Pastor Billy Bob, how does it? How do I go from a masculine Jesus Christ body to a bride, Pastor? How, is it trans trans Jesus trans Christian? What? Huh? Maybe this guy's right. Maybe this guy's. Then which one? Hang on a second. Maybe this guy has it right. Pull up number seven. Maybe this guy's right. Maybe there is a trans. Maybe this is the enlightenment of the world that we're finally realizing that Jesus does go from a from a body to a bride. Maybe it does. Let's see what this pastor says. Go ahead. As a Christian pastor, I got to say that one of the most disappointing things in all of this is that it is primarily Christians who are using our religion as a weapon against our transgender siblings. Transphobia is a sin, and so Christians like Marjorie Taylor Greene need to repent from the sin of transphobia. Trans, our transgender siblings are created in the very image of God, just as they are and just as they are becoming. Jesus himself knew that humans do not always fit into binary gender categories, and they transform themselves because of it. In Matthew chapter 19, Jesus says that there are people who make themselves into eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. That means that there are people who cut off their genitalia, who transform their bodies for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And so Christians who are transphobic are getting in the way of the kingdom of heaven, and they need to repent. So I just told you, you can make the Bible say whatever you want it to say. Do you understand that, friends? Hmm? So he would say being mean to transgenders isn't Christian because God made them transgender, right? Well, we might as well because the body of Christ is transgendered, evidently. But somewhere along the line, it becomes a becomes a woman, becomes a she. Hmm? Huh? Oh, yeah, Rich, out of context. Man, I'm all over today, aren't I? I'm all over today. Tranny, tranny Christians. What else I want to show you? I'm going to, sl- I'm going to slide away. The anointing is leaving me on that one a little bit. Uh, May 11th, I'm going to have on, uh, first of all, tomorrow, JR's. I don't know if JR's in here. JR's got a good lineup tomorrow. You out there, JR? JR's Saturday morning show. I'm sorry, tomorrow's, what is today, Thursday? Maybe uh, tune in, JR. I don't, I don't have the particulars on it. I know he's got a guest. It's a good guest. Um, on May 11th, my son's birthday, Scott Shar is going to be on with us. Number two, bring up Our Amazing Grace. Folks, this is really, really powerful. I don't know if you know this guy or not, Scott Shara. His, uh, his daughter, that's Gracie, his, his daughter Grace. I met, I met Scott when I was in Wisconsin. They killed her. She was Down syndrome, and they killed her in the hospital. And he is on a mission from God. His website is um, 
May our amazing grace, our amazing grace. And Scott's going to join us May 11th just because he's a busy guy. And he's going to join us on our Bride Young show on Monday. And I just want to make you all aware of it. What this? Wow. If you could click on uh, number three, Scott, and you'll see him. Gracie's dad has given his whole life to fighting back, telling the lies of how they murdered his Down syndrome daughter. He wasn't even allowed to be in there. It's amazing. He's got some. He's got some information the hospitals have done that will set you free. That's coming up. Uh, I want to make you aware of another thing, and then I'm going to open it up to chatter here, whatever we want to chatter about. Point number four, Bible study on giants. I haven't had time to go through this today, but folks, this is really, really good. It's the Center for Bible and Business. Are the Nephilim giants gods, angels, or angels? Scroll down there so they can see how long this is, and then put it in the chat. Look at this. Huh? Everything you want to know about <laughs> fallen angels. I'm not, I don't have time to get it. So stick that in the chat so people can do a little bit of research on their own. Because if you're like me, I was thinking this morning, I, I lived uh, 60 years, maybe 60, maybe 55. I've never heard of Nephilim. I've never heard of it. I got saved in 19, it's in the cover of my Bible here, 1988, January 20th, 1988, I got saved. And then over the next uh, 10 years, 87. Then over the next 10 years, I was in church and never heard of it. Never one time heard anybody speak of it. And I hate to tell you this, this is at the heart of the gospel. What is this all about? Demons, fallen angels. And can somebody out there raise your hand and I'll give you $100. I'll, I'll mail your pastor $100 if you can tell me the last time you heard your a pastor in your church give a sermon on the fallen angels. Anybody tell me? Send me the address of your pastor. I want to send him $100. No chance. Huh? That's what we're fighting. That, that, that's our enemy. That's our enemy. We don't even talk about it. So that put that in the chat. Somebody asked me, uh, a lot of people are still confused because a lot of them are watching the show on the phone, watching on the phone. I get it. They say, Coach, how do we get in the queue? Well, I don't know. I don't get on on my phone. But there has to be a way to get in on the, on the queue. But friends, after every show, every link is at the bottom. Every link. Spencer, pull up, pull up one of our shows so people can see online where those links are after every show. Because you know what I do? Can I, can I, let me get down and dirty here with you. There isn't anything special about me. I get up every morning and I spend an hour, about an hour and a half, every morning, every morning, researching what we're going to talk about today, every morning. And I, I tell you this, if it's not true, if I, I'll show you something, say, I don't know if it's true or not. Do your own research. You do not have to believe it just because I said it. So there's yesterday's show, a globalist coronation. And then underneath it are all the links that I used. Every one of them are right there. So when I tell you something and you don't agree with it, go to the link, follow the link and do your own research. So you know what happened to you? Same thing happened to me. I went to church every Sunday and they told me what to believe, and I never did my own research. And I ended up thinking that the church is the bride of Christ. Never did my own research. Crazy, isn't it? I went to church. I, when, I, when I met Russ Dizdar, I literally about fell out of my seat. When he began to explain to me for the first time 
the demonic wars, what's going on? I thought, are you kidding me? Wow. I never knew that. Anybody, can anybody say amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Amen. amen. You guys ever come here on, on any morning and I bring up something and you go, wow. I never knew that. I hope you do. And I want you to know it didn't come from me. I did research. Somebody out there, show me where it says that the church is the bride of Christ. Show me where it says that specifically. And then you and I can, we'll have it. We'll have a, if I'm wrong. They use what they call similes. As, as a bride. Like, as. Comparisons. Husbands, love your wives as, that's a simile, like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. He loved it like a man because there's nothing more intimate than a man loving a wife. And so when the Lord wanted to show people what he was talking about in a relationship, he said, dude, love the church like your wife. Like your wife, you know what that's like, huh? Love each other like a, like you're married to each other. And we took that to say, oh, we're the bride of Christ. Now we're going to marry. Now we're going to marry Jesus. No, you're the body of Christ. <laughs> you're going to marry that new Jerusalem. You're going to populate the new king. Oh Lord, I see. The you won't hear this in your Baptist church. I'll tell you that. All right. All right. I'm going to start with Mark Trump this morning. Go ahead, Mark. The last 40 yeah, minutes. Coach, I'm I, I'm confused because you said that the Nephilim are our enemy and the preachers aren't teaching it. But worse than that is people trying to save the Nephilim. Mm, boy, boy. All right. So I'm confused because if God's killing the Nephilim because they're not his seed, they're not in his image, they're evil, they're product of Satan, they're the enemy. Why are we trying to share the gospel with them? Do we believe that Nephilim can be redeemed? I'm, I, that's a question. It is. It's a, it's a legitimate one, right? Amen. Okay, now hang on. I can't. This is so Holy Spirit. Okay, this is so Holy Spirit. I'm not going to get into this, but pull up number 12 for me. All right? Now, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about it, okay? I'm not going to get into it. Do your own research, because I don't want you to go off saying, Coach Dave said that. No. Have you guys ever done a study on the seed of Cain. Anybody out there ever done a study on the seed of Cain? Hmm? Hmm? The seed of Cain. Two children. One killed the other one. Cain and Abel. Was it two seeds? Put that in the chat and let the people chew on that one a while, Mark. And then Reggie brought it up the other day. Are the seed of Cain redeemable? Well, I think they are. Can I tell you why? Because the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And there are walking among, uh, this is so high. Look. It, 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 coach. Nephilim are it's, not whose. Then pronouns. Okay. The, the original the image, the image, the image of God's children all have the ability to, but I don't believe they're included. Who are the women that Jesus said, I don't know? Yeah. Who are they? 
<laughs> Mark, this is so deep, isn't it? Depart from me, I never knew you. <laughs> it's so yeah. simple. People are clinging on to something because they're begging for their pastors to be right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Man. I love this show. <laughs> I love this show. So, uh, as Reggie kind of alluded to this the other day, and I, I tend to agree with it. Although, look, see, I don't, I don't like to dive into stuff. I don't like to bring to you guys stuff that I'm not somewhat convinced of. Okay, so I, some stuff I stay away from because I know my, I know my lane, <laughs> and I ain't going to get in that because I'll be honest with you, I don't know enough about it, and I'm not going to talk about it if I don't know enough about it. But I would tell you this: there are people walking among us who are not human. There is no doubt in my mind. They're not human. Amen. And you do a little bit of research and you'll find out that, that that's that's what Reggie was alluding to the other day. And it's kind of over our head. Janine says Isaiah chapter 11. I'll, to, I'll dig into that later on, Janine. And again, folks, I'm, I'm honest enough to tell you this. This is my opinion. I don't. I really don't know. But have you considered this? And so don't accuse me of teach, preaching another gospel. I'm not preaching another gospel. I'm asking you. I'm I'm digging in and trying to find the truth. Don't you want to go on that journey with me? Don't you want to know what's true? And if it's not true, you don't want to know it? Don't you want to do that? Why are we so afraid to talk about these things? Because why? Mark said it. Because we want to feel secure and safe in what we believe. I I feel safe and secure when I know the truth. Hmm? I know the towers did not come down by planes. I felt safe and secure. It, ma- it makes me feel better because now I know that the government is capable of doing really, really evil things. Yeah. I know the government blew up Waco. They burned Christians a lot. The government did that. That's not a conspiracy theorist. You make it one. But now I watch that and say, well, I better not trust a government. And then I find out that the government was behind vaccinating people and killing them. I thought, wow, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm awake. I ain't going to trust them on that. I don't trust them here. I don't trust them here. I don't trust them here. Why would I trust them? And those dumb people that you go to church with accuse you of being a conspiracy theorist. Good Lord, help us. Good Lord. And understand that the battle's what? Truth and a lie. It's over the truth and a lie. Yeah, the CIA blew up Oklahoma City. Timothy McVeigh, I was reading something today. Timothy McVeigh had a partner. Did you know that? And the government knows there was a partner. But they but they they uh they've hidden it. The who? The government? Yeah, the government. The same one that hid the giant bones. Yes, the same government that came and took those Nephilim bones and hid them in the Smithsonian. Yes, that same government. Yeah. Why? Because they are they're not even human. They're on the other team. Coach, can you verify exactly why uh, what why Waco took place? I heard that they were uh, the Branch Davidians were filming the drug running down there in Waco, Texas, and that I, was I, that was the reason why they came in there and took them down. Bart, already would be all speculation on my part. I don't know. I do know this: the government burnt down a church with Christians inside of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't care what the reason was. Right. right? Inhuman treatment. Right. No doubt yeah. about that. They'd run. That's they'd run. Right. Boy, we're all over today, aren't we? We're all over. Doctor Paul, coach, coach, going back to the about, about people being, you know, the you know demons being amongst us, yeah. maybe maybe in a human form. If if yeah. they know we have the spirit of God in us and have the authority of Christ, when we walk near them, they should flee from us. Knowing that we have Christ, the spirit in us, they would flee from us. Wouldn't they walk away from us? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't engage us? They'd walk no, away. No, uh, hey, you, you, no, no, Artie. Can I tell you why? 
Because most of you aren't walking in the power of God. The power of God's available, but you're not walking in it. They're not afraid of you. You got to be consistent, right? You got to be, yeah. No <laughs> why, would they, why, the, why the hell would they be afraid of me? Right? They laugh at me. I don't, I don't even have it figured out yet. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, I, I hope people watch Scott. I had him on my show, I don't know, months and months and months ago. Um, as you know, I just had a couple of weeks in the hospital. Um, and I had a severe concussion. I was blindsided by some assholes, Masons. And uh, they're, mm. all, they're all in on it, co- uh, Coach. I'll be honest with you. Had I not had an advocate with me the entire time, um, they would have kept injecting me with Haldol and all these psychological drugs after a head injury. They would have made me sign paperwork where, where I couldn't, uh, didn't have any, any sense about what I was doing. It was a mess, coach. And I'll tell you, if you're going to go to the hospital, folks, you got to have somebody with you, beside you, the entire time. The entire that's cool. time. That's great. That's the way great. I look at it, coach. Hey, Amen, hey, folks, folks listen, to this, listen to this, okay? Because some of you say, oh, come on, Paul. Listen. Mind-numbed robots simply following orders. They don't have any idea what they're doing is evil. They may not be evil. Just doing my job, boss. Amen. It's called my bureaucracy. Job, right? called the bureaucracy, coach. And in the end, you know, I, I'll be, I was locked down in a unit, a post-traumatic stress unit at the, the oldest VA in, in, in the country, Togas. During that time, they would actually lie there would be lies in there that I was assaulting people like the, the major doctor there. It was unbelievable. And, and of course, everything's on the camera. Show me it. Show me it. You know, and they, they were attempting to adjudicate me insane. Paul, away, Paul, so. We showed nationally. <clears throat> we showed nationally what happened on January 6th. What really happened? Yes. They still will not believe it. Right. Yeah. They will well, not believe it. Yeah, we're people still you, healing, Coach. We're people, still healing. People you used to go to church with still will not believe it. They won't oh, believe amen, it. Amen, Coach. Won't, right? It's a great delusion. Great, del- I love this show. Dale, come in. Ha- hallelujah, Coach. So, just a couple things. One of them maybe rough your feathers a little bit, but I do agree with you about the body of Christ. I'll get that in a second. But you know about would they flee from us? No. Remember the man of Jacinarent, Mark chapter five. I believe it's chapter eight. I'm sorry. Right. That man full of devils ran up to Jesus, ran Mm. up to Jesus. He didn't run away from Jesus. He ran up to Jesus and he was possessed by legions of devils. So, um, you know, that's one of the things. So so this and, and, and this is what I always say. Never build a theology on a single passage of scripture, because Paul, this is where that are where the bride of Christ was not. It's not in the book of Revelation. It's in Corinthians chapter 11, uh, 2 Corinthians, I'm driving, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul writes, For I am a jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chastened virgin to Christ. It's a metaphor, brother. It is, a, yes. it is an illustration. That's it right. is, but the, do you understand? That's the yes. scripture that they use that makes us the bride of Christ. But we're the body of Christ because there's 
much more scriptures, theologically sound scriptures, that say that we are the body of Christ. But this is that cornerstone, and that's a dangerous theology right there. I love that thing that Mark shared about, I never saw the parable of the ten virgins, right? Ten virgins, brother, if not anything, at least it's five of them who did nothing and five of them who kept persistently filling their oil, one or the other. Because that's not my lane. I believe there's Nephilims. Which one are they? I don't know. But brother, I just, I love you. I love the show and I love the people in here. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, can I tell you the truth? Uh, what was his name? N- uh, Jack Nicholson. You can't handle the truth. That's what. That's why most people can't come in here. They can't handle the truth. Shakes their whole foundations. Joe Allen, come in then my room. Girl. Yeah, yeah, I think go. we need to make we need to make a lot of millstones. Mm. Waco, yeah. Ru- yeah. Ruby Ridge, all the yeah. abortions. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. A lot of millstones. See, Joseph, we still want to believe our government is good. Everybody, say with me. Repeat after me: the government is wicked. The government evil is wicked. and devilish and wicked. I love my country, but the government is wicked. Man. The government is evil. I love my country. The government is wicked and evil. Right? Amen. Amen. Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth. Um, you ask about the bride of uh, Christ and um Sister Betty gave us a Bible verse. Um, Isaiah is going to be Ephesians 527. That is Ephesians 527. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And also, thank you to Michelle for that Bible verse in the morning. Um, uh, thinking of Psalm 37, 4, he will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. He also will fear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will be destroyed. And that goes, goes for us in the heart and the mm-hmm. listeners, because most of us love the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Coach. Amen. All right. I'm going to to wet your whistle on this one, okay? I'm going to wet your whistle. Go to number nine. Go to number nine. Because, again, Craig was talking about uh, yesterday, uh, talking about the king being, uh, um, what they call it, crowned tomorrow. And uh, most of us don't believe in the Illuminati. Put this coronated, on. Coach. You'll be coronated. Put it on 1.5 speed real quickly. I just want to I'll let this settle in your in your heart for the evening. Do some research on your own. Go ahead and play this. What culture? Well, I mean, the title's a bit obvious, isn't it? Because if you believe the conspiracy theories, and you really shouldn't, the Illuminati control the world, the economy, the government, and they don't want you to know anything about them. It's a secret. Slow it down. Oh, play at a regular speed. We'll take the time. We'll go over a bit. We'll go over. The government, and they don't want you to know anything about them. It's a secret. Shut up. But despite their mythical status today, the Illuminati was an actual thing way back when, and trying to separate the facts about the real society and the theories circulating today is no mean feat, but I'll give it a go. I'm Adam from WhatCulture.com, and here are 10 mind-blowing facts the Illuminati don't want you to know. 
Number 10, they're not a Christian sect. Some people think the Illuminati is inherently religious, either Christian or Jewish. We'll come to that in a minute. Ruling the world in accordance with the rules of their doctrine. Over time, conspiracies about the Catholic Church, the Vatican and the Illuminati have all overlapped. But in fact, it's the exact opposite. The Illuminati was founded in Bavaria in Germany in 1776 as an anti-clerical society in opposition to perceived Jesuit oppression. Its principles were destroying superstitions and spreading the Enlightenment amongst like-minded thinkers. Ironic that for a group that disliked religious canonizing of superstitions and myths, the Illuminati itself became legend. Number nine, it's got a hierarchy. Despite being anti-clerical, the group didn't shy away from religious-style hierarchies. The original Illuminati back in 1782 created a three-tier structure to its organization. Class one, the nursery, which sounds a bit like the Muppet Babies wing of the Freemasons. However, once you'd gained enough XP, you would then digivolve into class two, the Masonic grades, including the subgrades of apprentice, companion, and master. Now this is starting to seem less like an all-powerful organization and more like Star Wars LARPing. Then came Class 3, with categories like Priest, Prince, Mage, and even King. Hmm, the Illuminati sounds lame, guys. Number 8, it was outlawed in the 18th century. So the big thing about the Illuminati is that they're secret, they're still around today, controlling everything, fingers in pies, all-seeing eye, blah blah blah, so far so spectre. Their mystery gives them power and makes them seem cool. However, what might make them seem less so is that just nine years after it started, with the group exposed after their members couldn't keep their boasting to themselves, the Bavarian government and the Catholic Church got these nerds banned, like the cops turning up and shutting down a high school kegger. Number seven, it's celebrity members. Many celebrities have been accused of being part of the Illuminati and they all make sense, considering that the Illuminati was dedicated to spreading the Enlightenment and opposing the dogmas of Catholicism. Jay-Z, Bradley Cooper, Kanye West, Miley Cyrus, Emma Watson, Barack Obama, the nation's favourite, Celine Dion, and making the most sense of all, the Pope. So basically, the Illuminati is that selfie that Ellen DeGeneres took at the Oscars. Number six, it's not the same as a New World Order. Now, the New World Order, no, not these guys. I want to be talking about these guys, they're much cooler, is what most people think of when they think of the Illuminati. However, the New World Order is a 20th century thing that claims a secretive authoritarian government are running the world according to their elitist global agenda. The all-seeing eye, the top of the pyramid, that's all New World Order stuff and completely separate from the Illuminati, though the two have become inextricably linked in the minds of many. The NWO was formed out of an anti-Jewish, anti-communist paranoia and there's stuff about Freemasons and aliens in there too, because why not? Number five, it was created the same year as the Declaration of Independence. Yep, here's a fact that's almost definitely a coincidence. The Illuminati was founded in May 1776, a mere few months before the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which famously stated that the 13 American colonies at war with the British were no longer part of the empire. How very ungrateful of them. This little fact has fueled a lot of theories that the Illuminati founded America because people really want life to be more interesting than it is. Number four, the Illuminati isn't the same as Satanism. Another common misconception about the old Nazi is that it's a satanic thing, sacrificing people and all that sex and blood stuff. Again, it was just a secret treehouse club to make clever people feel special, and despite secret handshakes and the odd ritual ceremony, and, you know, calling themselves priests, nerds, it never became about worshipping dark gods or magics, and no one got killed. Number three, the all-seeing eye wasn't their symbol. Now, when people think of the Illuminati, they think of this thing, the all-seeing eye atop the pyramid. It's the official symbol of Illuminati confirmed whose presence on the back of American banknotes leads many to believe that they control the American government, the economy, all that fun stuff. Here is the actual symbol of the Illuminati. It's a little owl. Cute. It's the owl of Minerva, in fact, also called the owl of Athena. 
She's the virgin goddess of wisdom. But through years of inaccurate association with the New World Order, the Illuminati's owl, representing knowledge and erudition, became the all-seeing eye, a symbol of elitist oppression. Number two, it's responsible for every single thing that's ever happened, according to conspiracy theories. Founding America, President Kennedy's assassination, Napoleon's defeat at the Battle of Waterloo, the economic crash, the world wars, 9-11, and many more, including the French Revolution? Okay. And number one, they're responsible for all the conspiracy theories. So the problem with a lot of the conspiracy theories about the Illuminati is they don't add up, most of them being mutually exclusive. They're run by the Pope, says one. They're the Jewish elite, says another. They're Satanists. They're communist. Until there's no single consistency amongst them other than their secret. Well, never one to admit defeat, the internet came up with a theory that solved this, which the Illuminati definitely don't want you to know if they were real, which they're not. Apparently, the Illuminati are responsible for all the conspiracy theories. Yep, apparently the organisation spreads all this false information to throw everybody off the scent, which is why all of the theories taken together don't make sense. Conspiracy theories about conspiracy theories. And with that, <laughs> the internet is closed for the day. And that's our list. Did we miss any out? Of course we did. Why not tell us about it at great length in the comments? And don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Call me a member of the Illuminati. And you can even follow me on Twitter here. I'm All right, so here's the truth. The devil's real. He takes many forms. And the body of Christ is put here to expose him and expand the kingdom of God. Chew on that. See you tomorrow.